<laughs> but praise God. We're here today to praise God and worship Him. And you know, I'm just excited to see all of you, some old faces, you know, faces that haven't been here in a while. And it's good to have you with us today. We welcome you. And uh, we're excited that you're here in the house of God with us. Well, today is my last message on, what's my title, Ben? Worship. You should, I mean, it's all I've talked about all summer. <laughs> I figure summer's coming to an end. I, I mean, maybe it'll cool down this week, you know, something. But it's been hot. But Battle of the Mind, Part 7. Because, listen, I tell you, by faith, walking in faith, you can overcome the battles in your mind. You can, you can renew your mind to the point that you're not the same person you were a year ago. Amen. You renew your mind through the reading of the word, by praying, worshiping, giving yourself over to God, allowing him to transform you. And that's what happens. And uh, so today I want to start off with a, a, a passage out of John chapter 4, 46 through 54. Uh, I got a lot of scripture today, as usual. I love the Bible. I love the word. You know, the reason why I do so much words, because that's the only thing that changed my life. You know, when I got into the Word, when I started reading the Word, that changed me. That just changed everything about me. Hey, Mara, go ahead and turn on the house. I like to see people's faces. <laughs> there, oh, there they are. All right. <laughs> I can see right here, but I couldn't see way back there. <laughs> All right, so here we go, verse 46. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, unless people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. Verse 49, the nobleman said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. So Jesus said to him, go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word, that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he was going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, your son lives. Verse 52, then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus had said to him, your son lives, and he himself believed and his whole household. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come into your word today, I pray that our belief would increase today, God. That we be encouraged from being in your presence, Lord, because we know that we're two or more gathered together in your name. There you shall be. So, Lord, we know your presence is here. Lord, some can feel it, some receive it by faith. But, Lord, we want to believe all of your word. And, Lord, we want to take it to heart today, Father God, that we'd be encouraged, we'd be challenged, we'd be transformed in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. You know, there's, there's two things of great importance in this passage right there. Number one is Jesus sent the word. Number two, the man believed the word sent. You know, if you want to get where God wants you to be, we have to take the word of God and we have to believe it. Amen. You know, in Psalms 107, it says he sent forth the word and healed them of all disease. And that's exactly what we said. Jesus sent the word. He spoke the word. And look at, we have the word. We have all the word. When you talk about renewing your mind, getting the word in you, you have the word at your hands. And if we could just believe it the way that that man did, it, our lives would be changed. And you can't just believe a little bit and not the rest. 
You have to take it all. You have to believe it all. Amen. You can't just say, oh, that was good. I'll take that. Oh, I don't like that one. I'm not taking that. No, you got to take it all. It's the full gospel. Amen. You got to receive it all into your life and you got to walk it out. We stop, we have to stop being passive about the word of God and become active in the word of God and what it says. We can't just be a, you know, it'd be something that sits on the shelf that looks good. You get that nice Bible. You know, I, I know, um, Pastor Lucia just got married and she was presented a Bible in her, um, her wedding ceremony, you know, and it's not something to sit on the shelf to say, look, we got a Bible at our wedding. It's a nice decoration. No, it's something to read. I remember Pastor Liz and Jake, when they got married, I, I presented them with a Bible at their wedding. And, and a Bible is not something to look good on the shelf. If you go up on my desk, there's probably at least three different Bibles, study Bibles on my desk right now. You know, it's something to be open, something to be read. Amen. And um, I like paper. I don't, I mean, you can read it online, but I have something about paper, something about, I like to write in my Bible to underline, to remind me of things. So we need to have a resurrection of the word of God like never before in our lives so that we can live by faith and trust it and walk in faith that God has for us. Amen. All for his glory, all to glorify God, all to exalt him. You know, we've been blessed with faith because he gives everybody a measure of faith. Everybody say faith. faith. You have faith. You all have faith. Look at your neighbor and say, I have faith. I have faith. Amen. I have faith. So we've been blessed with faith. We were blessed with faith to fulfill God's plans here on this earth. Amen. That's what he has for us. And now is the time to, to resurrect the word of God in your life to go forward and do what he's called you to do. His word... And our believing it is where the power comes. So as we do that, we will have, remember I'm on number 25 now. You can go back on YouTube or Facebook and listen to the ones in the past. But number 25, you'll have the power to resist Satan. The power to resist Satan. Amen. First Peter chapter 5 verse 9, it says, resist him. Steadfast in the faith. Steadfast in the faith steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. See, resist the devil by being remaining strong in your faith, by knowing what you believe and walking it out in your life. You stay strong in your faith and that's how you're going to resist him. Amen. And as you do that, it'll be amazing. The power to resist is standing in your faith, Mark, standing in what you believe. But if you don't read it, you don't know it. You don't know what you believe. See, and today, because, see, like right now, we're streaming online. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so go to that camera, Mario, make sure I'm talking to the right one. <laughs> everybody out there, we welcome you with us this morning. And we pray that you'll be able to join us soon. But the power to resist God is standing in faith. James chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen. So, but he puts our submission to God as the number one thing. As we submit to God, see, when I started submitting my life to God, I stopped focusing on the devil. I stopped, I, I didn't as much have to, or, you know, because when, when, you know, when you got things going on in your life, but when I started submitting to God, I didn't have to focus on the things of this world that I was having a problem with. I just kept going deeper with God. I kept drawing nearer to God, getting closer and closer to him. And the closer I got to God, the further those things got from me. 
You know, and it, and it wasn't so much a battle for me to resist the devil because I didn't, I was focused on God, Mark. And when I focused on God, I just, it was like a natural flow to resist the devil. And then pretty soon, Londa's like, who are you and what have you done with my husband? <laughs> You're not the same guy. You know, because things, yeah, I got Vic. Hey, Vic, I'm going to yell at you in a minute, Vic. <laughs> Vic was my sound man about 20 years ago, and I used to always yell at him. I was young and rowdy back then. <laughs> He's going to get me later. Uh, I got a rumble in my... Come on, Mario. All right, I'll just talk louder. Tune me down a little. I'll talk louder. Where was that, Pastor? You don't know. <laughs> you, submit, you, submit, you submit to God... And, and, you know, and the way I've submitted to God is, Bobby, I've been reading the word. Amen. I've been praying. I've been praying in the spirit. I've been praying in understanding. I've been worshiping God. I've been, you know, worshiping in my head, in my heart, in my mouth. I've been just letting it flow, Joe. Whatever, you know, just worshiping God. Constantly praying. And, and as I've done that, I, I submitted to God. I submitted my life to him. And, and that's not what makes you a pastor. It just means you're a child of God. Every person is supposed to do it. He didn't say, oh, submit to God if you're a pastor. He said, submit to God. Therefore, submit to God. And then you'll, you'll resist the devil. You're, pretty soon you'll be like, man, I used to do this, this, and this. And you'll be like, that just seems so far-fetched. You know, I forget a lot of things that I did wrong. Delonda says that's very convenient. But I do, I forget, you know, when we were younger, I, I was pretty, pretty bad. And I forget all of these because when I came to the Lord, he raised them for me. He not only forgave me, I mean, he, Joe, he ripped them out of me to where I don't remember. And then Delonda would tell me things that I did when I was younger, Scott. And I'm like, I mean, one time she had me in tears. I'm like, I couldn't be that mean. She said, yeah, you were. And I'm like, <laughs> but it just, it left me. Because as I submitted to God, the resisting the devil was become easier and easier and easier. And those things broke away. So that pretty soon he's got to flee from me. See, when there's so much God in you, Tommy, the devil's not going to hang around. He's not going to stick around for, you know, to just see what happens. He's going to go. He's going to flee. And that's what we need. We need more of God, less of us. Amen. Sometimes we're worse than the enemy to ourselves. <laughs> so we got we to gotta submit to God and then the devil goes. And that's the great thing about it. He will flee from you. Amen. He will flee. You don't have to focus on resisting. Just focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Really get him. Your faith grows stronger and stronger and stronger. The devil's out of your face. Amen. And you can focus on Jesus. And that's where I believe that a lot of what life is going on right now is trying to get our focus off of Jesus trying to get our attention on other things. You know, he wants us to, to look at this and look at that and pay attention to this. You know, I mean, we all got our little mask in our hands and our pockets or in your purse or whatever, you know. Nobody's wearing it. We're all sitting on it. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> but that's what I believe the enemy has been up to right now is trying to distract us from what God has for us. You know, because God wants to do something so supernatural in this day, in this hour, that um, supersedes whatever the enemy's trying to throw at us. And as the, as the body of Christ, we've got to push past 
what we see, amen? We've got um, to walk with the Lord in, by faith. I'm not saying don't wear a mask. I'm saying just walk with the Lord by faith, amen? Walk with the Lord by faith. And as you do that, you'll have number 26, which is victory over the world. Victory over the world, amen? First John chapter 5, verse 4, it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that he has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith brings us to overcoming the world. So that's why we need to grow our faith, amen? Whatever is born of God, and that means whoever is born again, whoever has committed their life to Jesus, amen? Your victory lies in your faith, what you believe. That man that came to Jesus and said, please heal my son, please. And Jesus said, okay, it's done, go. Okay, and we take it in. See, as we're, our, our victory lies in our faith. Our victory lies in what we believe. Amen. Our victory lies in believing in the word of God. And that's the victory to overcome the world, overcome the things of this world. Whatever you're going through today, whatever you're battling today, and I say the battle of your mind, whatever you're battling in your mind, your victory lies in your faith. Otherwise, you can stay stuck in your mind. You can stay stuck if you don't renew your faith and grow in Christ. It won't take you. You won't get there. So how big is your faith? We know that I got a bottle of mustard seeds up in my office. Man, they're that big. Can you see that? They're that big. Let the light shine through there. They're that big. That's how big the mustard seed is. And so we all have that faith. But what are you doing? How are you growing it? What are you doing to get your faith to to be planted, to grow into a mustard seed, into a mustard tree, to be huge, amen? How big is your faith? Are you just a little bush right now? Are you starting to sprout up and get some branches on you? You know, is your faith starting to find... You know, starting to extend out into a branch that people can come in the shadow of your faith, that people can come and partake of the fruit of the spirit of your life, amen? Is it still just a seed? Or has it been growing? But remember, Delonda, that seed is big enough to move mountains. It's big enough to move mountains. All you need is that much, Don Maurice. I can see you right there. Move mountains. You can do that, amen? And how do we get that faith? Faith comes by hearing what? Hearing the word of God. So this is what we can do. Go ahead, I'll let you take out your phones today. Go ahead, take out your phone. Where's my phone? My phone's right here. Go ahead, take out your phone today. I'm gonna go to Google. And I'm gonna say... um, how do, I, I didn't say call somebody or play music. <laughs> How do I overcome anger scriptures in the B-I-B-L-E. Oh, there's 12 verses right here for overcoming anger. Here's 10 biblical truths to overcome sinful anger. Here's 25 verses about anger. Um, Let's just go with that one. 25 verses about anger. Jeanette, don't text me. 25 verses about anger. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, she snorted. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 through 31. In your anger, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down while you're angry. See, so what you do, if you're having an issue in life, go, I want to make it simple for you. I want to teach you how to study a little bit so you could go to Google and find scriptures on anger. And then you, you got, I mean, there's all this stuff. I mean, I got 29 scriptures. James 1, 9, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So right here, it gives us a steps to take in our life. Be slow to speak. Shut up. <laughs> You know, so when we do this, but you can take these things, you can take these scriptures and you can just put them on paper, put them on paper. If you got a problem with anger, take steps to get out of that problem. Amen. Don't just stay stuck. Exercise your faith. Put the word on your wall. Put the word on your mirror. Put the word around your room. Put it on some three by five cards. When you're angry, instead of spouting off, read the card. <laughs> You, you, you know, you can do the same thing with addictions. You, there's so much that you have in your hand right now that can help you. And it will encourage you. I mean, do not be quickly provoked to your, in your spirit for anger resides in the lap of fools. That's Ecclesiastes 7, 9. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So there are scriptures right here that we can hold on to, that we can take, we can drink in every day. You know, like I said, you write them down, you get them out there where they're visible so that you're always speaking the word over your life, so that you're always attentive to the word of God instead of being having to pay attention to your anger. Let's submit our lives to God, amen, through the word of God and get it in us so that we turn to the word first, that the word of God comes out of our mouth first when we're responding. And I know I told you about my friend. He had green construction paper all around his room. And I'm like, wow. He couldn't read it. It was Chinese. I said, I said, what, what's, what's with the construction paper here? He says, oh, that's scripture. That's what we speak over our lives every day. We just keep it in front of us. Keep the word of God in front of you. So if you have an issue, it's so easy to take time to um, find the answer. And the answer is in the word. I found a, a list of 25 for addiction. You know, as I did this the other day, I just went through a whole bunch of scriptures. And what, what I'm telling you is we have no excuse to not grow our faith into a powerful weapon. There's no reason why we can't. You're always on your phone. Yeah. Always. I mean, I had a lady one day front row, phone going off, answered it, walked out, talking on the phone. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you have it in your hands. You, can, you, you have access to, to help, to build your faith. You know, and we have that kind of faith as we grow to overcome the world. We just have to activate it through the power of the word and get going and get going. In. And as we do that, it will bring number 27, edification. How many of you like to be edified? Yeah, we all do. We all do. You know, edification is more than just speaking good words over somebody. Edification is locking arms with somebody to help them get where God wants them to be, to help them to overcome. You know, that's kind of like a celebrate recovery kind of thing. It's edifying people's spirit to overcome addictions. And uh, that's what we need to do. So Jude chapter 20, I mean Jude verse 20, 
It says, but, but you, beloved, building yourselves up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So how do you edify yourself? Pray in the Holy Spirit. It's simple, pray in tongues. It's very simple. You just pray in spirit and it'll edify you. It will build you up. First Corinthians chapter 14, four, it says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So what he's saying is, is, is it, it edifies you to pray in the spirit. It builds up your spirit, man. It encourages you. It blesses you when you pray in the spirit. Now I've had people tell me that could pray in the spirit, but didn't see the value. They've told me, I just don't see the value. But that, that edification is what we need. We need to be encouraged in the things of God, amen? We need to be edified. It, so it's not just reading the word, it's about praying in the spirit. You know, and um, it takes faith to pray in tongues. It does. You gotta have faith to pray in tongues. Because it's crazy. It is. I mean, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues, I just didn't know what it was. <laughs> you know, I hadn't been taught it as we were growing up in Sunday school and stuff. And uh, children's church back when I was a kid, I can't remember quite how we did it back then. I was in Royal Rangers and all that. They didn't teach that. But when I got presented with the opportunity to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, I took it. I said, okay. And he, Delonda's dad laid hands on me and bam, I was gone, man. I took off in it. But I encourage you to start praying in the spirit all the time. You know, watch, watch your spirit man grow when you do it. It'll edify you and watch your faith grow to the overcoming part. Amen. To the edifying part that you'll be edified. See, because when you're under edified, you walk with your head down. When you're, when you're lacking in, in somebody building you up. You walk with your head down. We need to walk with our head up, amen? You're a child of God. You're a child of God. Walk with your head up. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. And be edified every day. Every day. And if you haven't asked him to come in to fill you, you can ask him today, amen? It's very simple. You just ask him. I, I know that, you know, first time I... Went to Peru, I, I asked, uh, I was speaking at a church, about 350 people, and I, I said, um, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, just come to the front. Well, everybody came to the front. And I'm like, well, I've never seen that in America. <laughs> kind of freaked me out a little bit, I'll tell you. I'm like, Lord, what do I do? And the Lord said, aren't you glad you're not the one that fills them? I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> this ain't my gig, it's his. And, you know, and as I, I asked the people, I said, repeat a prayer after me. And we, we prayed and we invited the Holy Spirit in. And then I prayed for them. And, and then I said, okay, when I'm done praying for you, I want you to all speak in tongues. That's just what the Lord gave me at that moment. So I had them repeat a prayer after me. It's something like this. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus, that he died for me, that he rose from the dead, and that he's sitting at your right hand. Jesus... I thank you for the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. And I ask that you fill me with the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, I invite you into my life and I ask that you give me my heavenly prayer language today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I had them repeat a prayer. Then I say a prayer like, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your promise to us. 
that Lord, that you came and you sent another, the Holy Spirit, one who was um, just like you to be in us, to be with us. And I pray that you just fill everybody today with the Holy Spirit and that they can begin to speak in their heavenly language today. Everybody started praying in tongues. Yeah. So it was that service, every service, that's all I preached on. And every service, everybody came forward to be filled. So I just encourage you today, be filled in the name of Jesus. It's really that simple. But if you think about it too hard, I had one guy, man, he got mad at me because I prayed for him and he didn't pray in tongues. So he grabbed me after the service. He said, hey, what's wrong with me? I didn't pray in tongues. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Well, why didn't I pray in tongues? You said. I'm like, whoa. I said, so pray in tongues. He's like, well, I can't. I said, well, that's not my fault. I'm not the one that fills you. So this went on for six weeks. Six weeks. And um, I went to minister at Teen Challenge one night. And he wanted to come with me to help me. I said, we're going to pray for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. He's like, yeah, but I don't speak in tongues. I said, again, that's not my problem. <laughs> but when he, it was, it was Pastor Dave, you remember Dan Rowland? It was him. Yeah, he was so mad at me. He'd screech out of the parking lot every week, just mad at me because he didn't, couldn't pray in tongues. Like, it's not my fault, man. We went to Teen Challenge. He laid our hands on somebody and prayed for them. And they started speaking in tongues. And he went to the next person and he laid hands on him and Dan started speaking in tongues. And he came to me so excited at the end of this service. I'm praying in the Spirit. So I just want to encourage you. You can just say that prayer and you can pray in the Spirit. And as you do that, it's prepared you for number 28. And the last one. Many faith exploits. Many faith exploits. Now, I'm not gonna, I didn't put all the scriptures up there because it's Hebrews chapter 11. I just have them right here. Many faith exploits. As you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll do many faith exploits. And it's titled in my Bible, By Faith We Understand. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By verse 3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Um, by Verse 4, by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Number 5, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. Number 6, without faith it's impossible to please God. Number 7, by faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Number eight, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out into the place. Number nine, by faith, he dwelt in the land of promise. Uh, by number 11, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive a seed. She bore a child. You know, it just goes on and on and on, the faith. Verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, who was, and he who had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son. Number 20, verse 20, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Number 21, by faith, Jacob, you know, it just goes on and on. By Verse 27, by faith, he forsook Israel, I mean, Egypt, by faith, verse 28, he kept the Passover. 29, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea. Verse 30, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell. 31, by faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish. And those 
who did not believe when they received the spies with peace. It just goes on and on, the faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. And, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So what are you doing by faith to please God? What are you allowing God to do in you? What are you allowing God to do through you by faith? Because if we're not living by faith, we're not in a good spot. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Listen, because you can't believe in Jesus without faith. We've all been given that measure of faith to believe in God. Amen. And then it says, for he comes to God, he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You take that in by faith. See, and if you've done that, you have a measure of faith that can propel you forward into what God has planned for you. How big your faith today? Where are you at in your walk with faith? As I said, by faith, we understand. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. This powerful God. We thank you that the Holy Spirit has come to us to illuminate the word to us that we can have understanding. And I pray that today, God, understanding would grow today. Father God, that our hearts would be open wide to what you want to do in us and through us. And Lord, that we not put our faith on the shelf. We not put our word on the shelf. But we'd allow the Holy Spirit to constantly minister to us so that we might do exploits of great faith, God. That we might do as these men and women of God had done and do these many faith exploits. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Ron, my faith has been low. My faith has been, I've been just not where I need to be. I know I need to get my faith going, walking out what God has said. If that's you today, just raise your hand. Let me pray for you today. Amen, 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 amen. Father, you see these hands. And I pray that you just strengthen every person here today in their faith, God. That, Lord, as they leave this place, they walk out, Lord, with faith arising in their hearts today, God. And, Lord, not being afraid to do faith exploits, God. Lord, as we read in your word, that we speak your word over people and over ourselves. That, Lord, that the issues of life that we've been carrying, Lord, would be broken free as our faith grows, as we submit our lives to you. And I pray, Father, that you help every person here to step out in faith in these days. And, Father God, that you'd be glorified, that, Lord, that you'd be encouraged by our faith. And, Father, we love you and we thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and our minds. And, Lord, these 28 things that you've given us over the summer here to, to overcome that battle in our mind, Lord, help us to walk in it so that we're not stuck, God. But, Lord, that we come alive in you. And, Father God, that we begin to share our faith with other people. Because, Lord, we know that you're coming one day and you're coming for your bride and you ask the question, will I find faith on this earth when I come? So, Lord, I pray that our faith just continue to grow, 
and let every person be encouraged. And I pray right now, God, for anyone here that needs healing in their body. Lord, you are the healer. Let it flow today in your people. We've sent the word today, God. Lord, your word declares, by your stripes we are healed. So I send the word out today. You sent forth the word to heal us of all disease. Hallelujah. We send that word out today, God. Let that healing power of God, and Lord, I just remind you, bless the Lord, all my soul, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. So Lord, let it flow. Let it flow. Lord, strengthen knees today, God. Strengthen somebody's knees. Who needs strength in their knee today? Yeah, amen, 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 amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, strengthen those knees right now in Jesus' name. Take that pain out of them knees, God, that they can begin to run again. Father, in the name of Jesus, let that healing power just flow right now through knees in Jesus' name. Knees in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let it rain down, God, on your people. Oh, we praise you and exalt you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, for those that just need that breakthrough to pray in the spirit, I pray that, Lord, you just pour out on them today. We just invite you, Holy Spirit, just invite him into your life right now. Ask him to release in you a heavenly language to pray in. Hallelujah. Let it flow, God. Let it flow over every person here today, God, by your spirit. Encourage every person. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you, Lord, for this day. And Lord, I pray a covering over every person as they go today. Lord, as we go to water baptism now. And um, Lord, that people would be healed, blessed, and protected. That Lord, that no COVID would fall on anyone here today in the name of Jesus. But Lord, there'd just be that shield around about your people. Lord, you talk in Psalms 5:12, around the righteous, you surround them with the shield of favor. I pray that favor over every person here today, favor of protection. So, Father, we glorify you, we exalt you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand, huh? Hallelujah. Do you know if they filled that tank out there? Yes. They did? Okay, we're good to go. So those of you that are getting baptized today, where's Maggie? Oh, right here. Maggie, why don't you go out there in the foyer? If you're going to get baptized, let's meet Maggie right over here in this corner right here. And she'll tell you what to do. And um, I know with some Spanish people, some Chinese, Chinese people too. Yep. So why don't you re- meet uh, Maggie right over here in this corner out by that couch right there if you're getting baptized. And I invite you to hang out for a few minutes to watch to um, let's celebrate with them as they get baptized today. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Um, You can come on Wednesday nights. Um, Wednesday night, the building is open for you to come. The youth are meeting on Wednesday nights. Oh yeah, there's a whole table of C's candy right there. Take one per family, okay? One box, one bag, whatever, per family. And be blessed. Don't eat too much at one time. (laughs) But, uh, uh, Seas Candy blessed us with over 500 pounds of chocolate this week. So enjoy. Have a great day. God bless you.
Yeah.